Welcome to another episode of the Call Sign series on the HMG podcast. Today, we're talking to the Iron Signet team about the recent painting competition they ran. Uh, joining me, I've got uh, Dan. Hey. We've got Leif. G'day. And Will. G'day. How are you all today? Yeah, Very good. Thank you. Thanks. Getting along. <laughs> yeah, that's a start. Uh, so one of the things that we did when we started the HMG podcast was we actually talked uh, about ourselves and what our hobby journey was up until this point. And I think that would be a really good way to get our audience to get to know the Iron Signet team before we sort of continue into the rest of the competition. So I guess, Dan, if you want to kick us off, uh, where is your hobby journey taking you? Where did it start and where are you in at now? Um. So my hobby journey started uh, quite a long time ago. Uh, I think it was back around 2002. Um, I remember it very distinctly because I went over to a friend's house and they'd recently just bought the, um, I think it was just the Lord of the Rings starter box for Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Uh, It might have been a little bit after 2002, but I remember it was around that time. Um, And it kind of, that journey was a little, uh, kind of went a little bit like this. I really love Warhammer and then studies or something else happened. And then I really love it again. And it was kind of an on off relationship with myself and miniatures. Um, <laughs> but finally I found my love. Um, <laughs> and I think about two years ago or so, um, I sat down and went, yeah, you know what? Uh, painting miniatures is something that's always been there. Um, and I might not be the best on the tabletop. I might not be able to win with dice, but possibly just possibly I might be able to win with a brush. So that's, that's kind of what spurred that. Um, and then joined up with West Oz Miniature Painters and found these two fine gentlemen. And um, yeah, now we're on, on a journey together. Yeah, and a very exciting journey that I think everybody's very happy to, that's actually come to the scene, come to the community. Uh, how about yourself, Leif? I actually think you want to introduce Will first oh. because I was after will if that makes any sense um we kind of we kind of we're hand in hand but i think will can go first and then i can speak after that so will okay um yeah so my name's will uh Cooper. i uh sort of i guess my hobby journey started about 25 years ago um when i bought a scale model actually i think it's a messiness or something like that um good choice Local local toy store, no paints. I think I just had glue. I took it home, glued it together. I went, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And then my dad was just triggered like a nostalgic event with him. And uh, he just suddenly then went insanely crazy collecting um, and building and painting and everything. So mainly World War II scale, scale aircraft. Um, so I just sort of tagged along to some of the hobby stores in Perth back at the da- back in the day, the Perth Hobby Centre and Stambridges and the sort of old haunts that barely yeah. around now. And stumbled onto the first Space Marine and um, then sort of ended up settling on Necromunda. Reason being is that, that sort of age, it was a sort of contained game. It had terrain, it had miniatures and it was, it was pretty affordable. You didn't have to buy big arms and things like that. Um, school finished and so did the hobby for me for 20 years. <laughs> um, uh, still played a lot of um, role-playing games in that time, um, mainly Shadowrun. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the sort of more cyberpunk influence. And then um, Necromunda got re-released in 2017. Yeah. Um, and reached out to 
sort of some friends and and life being one of them as well that played it back in the day even though we didn't know each other back then uh, we both played it and we were friends at that time so we, we connected on that again and then um that's three years really of just getting right back into the miniatures and the terrain and, and into just the hobby side so yeah that's really interesting that uh you were able to find that connection again after so many years uh, and and I think your hobby journey sort of echoes mine a little bit as well. I started with a, a scale kit probably from World War II or some Cold War era stuff, and then I saw a suit of power armor, and I was like, that's wearing a tank is way cooler than being in a tank. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself, Leif? Yeah, so um, it's, it's a very similar journey. Um, based, sorry, I'm just typing notes so I can say them. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm Leif and I, I do, um, I do marketing graphic design and I've kind of always loved art, um, from high school all the way up. But, um, basically I was hobbying, you know, on Warhammer first edition, Warhammer second edition. Um, and we, I liked Warhammer more than 40 K. So I have a dark elf army, which I actually still have. Um, and Basically, I played it and then, you know, you, the rules were, I didn't understand them. But then we did get into Necromunda and that was, yeah, you're right, uh, Will. We basically played Necromunda and that was kind of the finish of the hobby. I was still playing a bit of Warhammer, but the money, I couldn't afford to buy everything. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we gave that up for a while and my friend took it always, all, all our stuff to South Australia and then we actually got it all sent back um, a little while ago. I rejoined the hobby like Will in 2017 when Will goes, hey, Leif, I know you like Necromunda or we're going to play this game. Do you want to play it? I'm like, oh, I've got Necromunda. Oh, I play Escher. I'll use them. And I had all my old models. I'm like, oh, well, I need to repaint these. So I stripped the models, didn't take any photos and repainted them and did an okay job. But as we started playing the game, uh, Will invested quite a lot into the terrain building on Necromunda. And also he, we played lots of camp games and then he made a campaign, uh, uh, a role-playing campaign using Necromunda as the base story. And uh, he built these amazing terrain pieces. But when you're playing the game, you want to have nicely painted miniatures on the board. So I started painting a bit, taking a little bit more seriously. Um, and then uh, about... August um, 2019, we've been playing a while. I actually started taking it seriously and uh, the Brushmasters competition occurred. And I'm like, right, well, I've got an old dragon that I'm, I would like to paint. So I stripped it and um, basically um, repainted it for that competition. And that's when my hobby of painting really kind of developed and I started taking it a bit more seriously. Um, and then, yeah, I just realized that um, as a graphic designer marketing, I've been missing some creativity that you don't really get to do in commercial design because there's budgets and things like that happening. So I was able to do whatever I like, whatever color I like. And that's when I started doing miniature painting, basically. So yeah. that's it. Um, and then obviously I got into West Oz Miniatures. Um, I got, sorry, I got in there as a moderator. Um, and then just before the Brushmaster and then um, kind of got a bit more involved and became admin after Brushmasters, brush basically. Yeah. So there yeah. you 
That's that's interesting. I, I suspect that as uh, as you alluded to, graphic design in sort of a commercial space, it's not necessarily your project, right? You're you're uh, working to a customer's brief or a client's brief. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you can put your own spin on it, but they sort of get the final say, which I think. Uh, as I'm getting from you that you're like art's really important to you. It's really big. Sometimes that can be pretty frustrating. Yeah. And I hadn't, I hadn't had the opportunity. So I've been doing graphics for years now, but I haven't actually been creative outside of that for many, many years and rejoining the painting and then getting pushed by will to maybe paint a bit better and things like that and discussing things and, and seeing the amazing stuff he created. I realized that I'm, it's actually a great outlet for something I can do. Um, I played a lot of computer games and I played a lot of Dota. Oh, yeah. Um, fantastic you need an game. outlet for that, don't and, you? <laughs> um, what I've realized is with gaming, I don't begrudge it. I have a couple of great friends um, from over east and around. But uh, when you paint a miniature after three hours, you've actually got something to show for it. Whereas in Dota, I had three hours of gaming to show for it. And that was it. I couldn't show it to anyone and people outside of that community didn't really understand. Whereas with miniature painting, you can show off your miniatures and people can look at them and go, oh, wow, that's cool. Or make comment. Yeah. So that excites me. And I can do it during the night instead of watching TV. Yeah. And uh, I think that sort of touches on a few things that I just want to make sure that our viewers take the time to notice. Um, so Will uh, and Leif, you guys have your Instagram handles there. These guys yes. are seriously some of the the most fantastic Instagram accounts you'll ever see. I know um, I haven't subscribed to you late, but that's my fault. Not, not, <laughs> not your fault. I just want to make that clear. Uh, and Will is probably one of the, one of the absolute like hot shots when it comes to necromanditory. I mean, I know you'll never admit it, but uh, like every time I see one of your posts, I'm just like, Oh, look, he posted again. And, <laughs> and very often I'll just like, I'll, I'll have it up and I'll run to my partner. It's like, Oh, you got to check out this, this necromanditory. And she's not even in it. And, and as you said, um, Leif, you're right. When it comes to playing games or, uh, uh, particularly like video games after three hours, especially Dota, the only thing that usually happens, at least in my experience, has been your MMR goes down yes. after about three hours. Pretty much. Uh, but after or three it hours, stays the a, same. yeah, after three hours at a hobby table, you've got something that you can talk about. And I don't particularly want to show my MMR decreasing. Um, that's not really something I like to advertise. But yeah. And so, so what is the Westos Miniatures? Uh, is that a Facebook group? Is it more than just that? I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, West Oz Miniature Painters, it's basically, um, we're just trying to collect all the painters in uh, Western Australia. Um, I think that's the original intent, um, just to kind of have a location where um, people can go to share their ideas, get um, feedback from local people. Um, Cause there are some other bigger groups like Evia Metal um, and I think, if, I think we've posted to there a few times and, you know, within half an hour, your post is lost um, because there's so many people there. Uh, not only that, but I think with West Oz, um, we're kind of just trying to push for a more community-driven aspect of a Facebook group. Um, and I think now we're at the stage of where we want to reach out and try and grab more than what we've got at the moment. Like, we're seeing a lot of Games Workshops um, type models. Uh, we're seeing not so many kind of scale models or models that are outside of the sphere of influence by 
uh, our overlords. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, we would definitely love to see more scale. We'd love to see a whole bunch of different other stuff. Um, and I think, at least to me, West Oz Miniature Painters is trying to get everyone to get as much information as they can to further their painting and hobby journey. Um, like there's stuff that scale guys know that we wouldn't have a clue about and it might be vice versa. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's mainly the aim. Is, is there anything that I missed guys? No, that's, that's it. Just get some more, uh, and giving people hopefully in com combination with the online feature is having more physical things like the signet, like workshops, like painting days. So people will start to know each other. And then hopefully there'll be some more native posts and um, people, you know, they're taking photos of their miniatures. Most people will at some point. So hopefully they can share them. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be feedback. It can just be they're really proud of their pieces or, or they want feedback, whatever. We, we're just trying to increase that sort of um, um, sharing and coming together. Yeah. Sense of community is really important. It's something that, that really makes the difference between, um, you know, just something that you do in your own time and, uh, and a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we've done with, um, with West Oz, like everyone's on a different journey and yeah, if I post something, I might scare other people, but I, I, I'll careful. I'll post some things and others I won't, but, um, basically, um, I just want to embrace everyone's journey and, you know, I was painting at a certain quality two years ago. I should probably show a before and after. And I'll put them you up, know, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, and, and basically there is a difference, but it's because I've been, you could say, studying how to paint, you get better. Um, and and it's, it's really fun to do. We also have um, a Discord group for painting so at night time when we're painting. Um, we chat on Discord. Um, so it is a community Fantastic. kind of thing, basically using a computer game, computer uh, chat program to paint and chat to people. And then we post a few quick photos on that, but generally we want people to kind of post on West Oz and keep that part of the community going and people asking about airbrushes or asking about, uh, the next competition when it's on and things like that. Fantastic. Yeah. So how did you guys go from that? to Iron Signet as a team, as an event, like those, those two things are similar, but they're not quite the same. Cause one of them, you know, Iron Signet as an event, you're, you're sticking a flag in the ground and going, this is here, this is us. So how did that happen? Oh, it happened uh, very smoothly and there was no problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let, uh, I think Will's, Will might be good for this one. Um, yeah. So, Essentially, um, I'm, Leif and I are, uh, um, are in the same boat, whereas we came onto the team just after the, the Brushmaster event, which was um, at the end of last year. Yep. And um, it was good to, to analyse the pros and cons of that competition. Um, that was an online competition, but it was only just the WOMP community. Um, and so we, we thought, well, we want to have something yearly. What do we want to have? Um, at that particular time, we don't want to recreate the wheel. Um, we do want to re recreate the wheel, and we were in contact with um, uh, we are in contact with Meg Mables, who's um, she actually pretty much has put a lot of hard work into the Crystal Dragon, which is um, 
it's basically like a signet um, that's been over there for a few years at the CanCon event in um, Okay, in yeah. And we contacted her and said, what works, what doesn't work, what do you think? Um, we were aware of the open category system. She, she explained some of the things behind it and we just went, that's, that's what, what we want. We want more entries. We want more people to not be afraid to enter, essentially. Yeah. Um, we don't want, you know, 10 entries and a bunch of people that we know so many people are working on amazing stuff out there that they, they, there's barriers to entering and we, we don't want that. So we wanted something that felt more like an exhibition and competition with yourself rather than necessarily directly with another person, if that makes sense. Um, so we spent um, quite a few months um, between us, us three, essentially bouncing ideas and, and getting a rough idea and then COVID sort of happened and then uh, we had to just sort of shoot and <laughs> we had to go, all right, well, let's set a date and let's just really hope that lockdown does not cancel this and let's, let's do it. And um, yeah. <laughs> at that point we were thinking yeah this can't be too hard and then we realised there's actually a lot of work that goes into organising the event if it's only for one day let alone like a multi-day event like I couldn't imagine uh, we had a lot more respect for say uh, uh, Mike and Emma Bass uh, in, at OBSEC yeah. yeah you know yeah. OBSEC just going oh my god can you imagine that yeah. level I would yeah. just on such a small scale compared to something like that and just the amount of discord meetings that we had contact that person hey, have you done this and printed that just yeah yeah for our um i guess for our audience cancon is the main sort of convention that happens in canberra it's sort of the big annual hobby tabletop event amongst other things that's where that's effectively australia's like ground tournament for bolt action actually happens it happens at ah, cancon yep, so that's yep. that's probably more familiar um to most of our audience However, you know, it's, yeah, as you said, I think Crystal Dragon, you've got a lot of other painting stuff that happens at CanCon. It's bigger than just, just that. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I guess, you know, like ideally if, if we manage to get back a, a, a show or, or something similar to that, hopefully we can marry in unison there and have something that runs over a few days. Um, I think we could do a lot with that extra time. Um, this year, we, we just really wanted to, like you said, put a put a stake in the ground and, and have a go and, and see what happens. And um, yeah, we were yeah blown away, really. Yeah, away. yeah. It was, yeah, we definitely didn't expect that. So yeah, it was a it was a fantastic day for me. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure my viewers are sick of hearing of about it now, but th this was the the first time I'd ever sort of competed, and the only reason. I did was because of that open format, because as you said, I felt ah. like there wasn't a barrier to entry for me. Cause I know that like, I'm not the best painter in the state. I know I'm not sitting at that table in terms of standard skill experience, etc. But I looked at that and I went, Hey, I feel like there's a spot here where I'm going to get judged on the quality of my work and what I'm delivering and not on what it is compared to somebody else. Uh, and I think that that was really inviting for me. It sort of felt like without it actually being so, it felt like a personal invitation, as you guys were saying before. It's like, wherever you are on your hobby journey, I want you here at Iron Signet showing us what you've done. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and that was one of the things when we were looking at um, running this um, competition, the Brushmaster had occurred and and that was a gold, silver and bronze. I got silver with my dragon. Fantastic. Uh, Will, Will got f- got the gold with um, well a, um, uh, a night scene with a moonlight. It looked amazing. Um and I can't remember who gave that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we'll find yeah, out. We'll put it up. But basically, I we I know that if I enter another competition, people are like, oh, now I'm up against that guy who's going to be trying really hard. What's the use of just going for a bronze or something like that? And I have, you can have the same issue with other competitions. So we, we wanted a competition that was definitely inviting and allowed for multiple winners in multiple levels of gold, silver, or bronze. And at that competition, I only got a bronze, but that's fine, you know, and, but there was multiple people that got it as well. Just, you add, say? just back on the other part is that we also, um, we wanted to feel like an exhibition as well. So even if you are not a competitive type person, we're hoping it can cater for both audiences. So if you are, you can still, have that that thrill yeah uh, if you're not and you just want to show your art and meet the community you can and the more entries the more cool things for people to come and look at we're going to post them all online and show off everyone's work and you know hopefully it gets bigger and we can attract attention from national international and you know people we can show off every all the cool work that people are doing in, in, in wa so it's sort of that as well um, not just the competitive side, but yeah, of course. And I think to to push on a little bit from that, the the reason why we liked to well, why we were aiming to have it a little bit more as an exhibition was, um, when you got there, you could actually talk to your fellow painters, um, and all of a sudden you have some common ground to talk about. It's like, oh, you know, where's your miniature? What's it look like? You know, what are you working on? Stuff like that. Um, whereas I feel almost like. If in, in a first, second, third tiering system, there might be that, um, there might be that little bit of a oh, competition streak. It was like, oh yeah, no, my yeah. stuff's better than yours. I'm just going to go over with like second and third, and we're just going to chat over there. Um, possibly, I could be wrong, um, but I think the open system is, I think it's a lot more inviting, um, and yeah, it's also one of those things of you you work so hard and so long on a miniature that might never see outside your house. Um, so just to have a little bit more of an exhibition style an exhibition uh, area, just to be able to show off your stuff. Um, and yeah, mostly just trying to bring multiple communities together into one location. Yeah. I think, I think you guys did a, did a fantastic job in doing that. Because, um, again, I can only talk about my journey to, to Iron Signet and, uh, you know, I tried a lot of things. I picked up probably about five or six construction techniques from scale modeling just for the sole purpose of going, I know that there's going to be a lot of people looking at my work and I want to show them, like, I want to put my best foot forward. So what are some other things that I can learn? What are some other things that I can try? And I think to, you know, have that both sides have the competitive, have the, the exhibition and give, give everybody sort of a chance to really um, get what they want out of it based on what they put in. I think that's a, it's a very challenging balance to achieve, but I think you guys did quite well. I'm just, for the, 
the sake of the uninformed, just talk about the structure real quickly. Um, you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. There was basically three categories. You had um, under 18s, uh, you had the iron born, which is people who hadn't gotten gold in a painting competition before. And you had iron forged. And that was uh, people who had gotten gold in a painting competition before. And that was, that was it. You could submit whatever you wanted to any one of those categories. And you weren't, uh, as we've sort of alluded to, there wasn't one gold prize. There wasn't one silver prize and one bronze for each category. There was, each work was judged individually and said, this is a gold standard piece for this category. This is a silver standard piece for this category. This is a bronze standard piece for this category. And also uh, you didn't have, um, you know, it wasn't like everybody gets a bronze. So there wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't just like a partition prize, participation prize to get bronze, which, which I think was actually, um, it's quite a brave thing to do, but I think it was the right decision. Also considering that the amount of exposure that was available to an average painter, like I met Will there, I met yourself, Dan, Leif, you and I had a brief conversation. It led to this, um, which is fantastic. I got to meet, uh, you know, some of the best painters in the state who were all, everybody was super friendly. It was super humble. And the only thing I had to do was, drive to the place and pay five dollars for for the entry uh, per, per submission i think to have achieved so much with such a low barrier to entry uh it speaks volumes to your ability to put the put the event together so well done to yourselves um now i guess the real question what i want to know and i think this has been a very burning question since i first came across it where did the name come from iron signet uh, Ooh, that one is perfectly lined up for uh, for Mr. Will, <laughs> <laughs> and he okay. he knows he knows it's coming every single time we get asked. Uh, <laughs> you can kind of blame me for it, but I didn't actually come up with it. I, I just vetoed the other name. <laughs> the um, uh, name was suggested to us by uh, someone. Um, it was the uh, Iron Quaker. Right. I just, uh, <laughs> the other guys were pretty cool with it. It didn't sit with me for a little while. And then one day I was just throwing things out there. And I think it was actually Mark. Yes. Um, yes, Mark was. Moderators, Mark Man. Yeah. He said the Cygnus. Okay. Um, and I was like, and then I think maybe Leif or someone turned it into Cygnet. And we're like, hang on, well, Cygnet's a swan. So that's yeah. good. We were looking for some, some tie-ins with WA. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Iron ore, we've got swans. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, the cool stuff was taken, so the dragons and all that sort of stuff. So we were like, um, yeah. So uh, Signet's like a, a baby swan. So yeah, okay. And, um, we sort of thought, oh yeah, that works. It's the swan WA. Yeah, it works with where we are in the start of the competition and the start of growing things. And then someone threw out Signet ring, and we're like. I think they're two different things, but that's a really cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> then we yeah. had like a signet signet. Yeah. Um, and we were like, actually, this, this can work. This, this is actually a really cool idea because we were trying to think of a prize that is that, we, that would be have some prestige to it, but at the same time wouldn't be, you know, something you could, something that was small and but prestigious and yeah. Yeah, had the weight to it. And, and yeah, that was a, a nice Like idea. a... Like a medal or a token or a sash or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Dan just threw it at me because I was blocking the clock <laughs> <laughs> a day or so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a day, I think it was more like three weeks. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, well, how's this for grand plans? Why don't next year you run it out Rottenness and you can call it the Iron Quacker? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> we then, could all catch a boat over. Yeah, I was going to say the gold gets a helicopter ride back. <laughs> you get to leave the island. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's better. That's better. You're, you're forced into it like a painting training camp. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I wanted to, I wanted to say... Um, is it my wife? Is my wife? My wife? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the things I wanted to say was, yeah, the the dragon had been taken, um, the master had been taken, the crystal had been taken, the demon had been taken, <laughs> the golden had been taken, um, and the other thing we wanted to do with with the name was we didn't want it to be alluded to a specific genre. Okay. And 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 uh, an animal rather than some sort of dragon or something or or a cult icon or something like that does change the atmosphere. So the iron signet was yeah a baby swan and 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 we're like oh well you know we can be the underdogs kind of thing or or whatever and and that's how it kind of came to a, to a light as well. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to consider. You don't want to name something that requires explanation, right? You don't want to be like, oh, you know, we're the, it's the Iron Knight painter competition, but it doesn't have to be silver and it doesn't have to be knights. It doesn't have to be fantasy. It's just, yeah, <laughs> just save yourself the trouble and just pick a, pick a more neutral name. Yeah, so, that's, that was like the, the main prize was like, should we do the rings that you win for gold as iron or do we do them as gold? <laughs> it made it really <laughs> difficult. It was like, I'm just going to do gold, fine. I'll just do that. And we can do iron another time if we have to. <laughs> yeah, just iron like uh, like iron blocks next time, just like oh, one yes. bars. We've had that idea actually <laughs> or, or like for, for, uh, as the plinth. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah it's a bit it, heavy. Forget gold bullion, just go iron bullion. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. Glass uh, table won't like that. Don't worry. I'll, <laughs> I'll invoice you for my consultancy fees. Don't worry. <laughs> so Iron Signet, like you don't want it just to be an annual painting event. Like you want it to be more than that, right? You want, what are you guys trying to achieve? Are you guys going for an organization? Uh, are you going for a community thing? All of the above. Um, basically, um, the Iron Signet, we created a page for it outside of West Oz. West, West Oz Miniatures Painters Group is a, is a, is a secret group. Um, it's, it's a group that, you know, if you post in there, it doesn't get fed to the rest of your family and friends and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, and, um, you, when you jump in on the West Oz, there's three very easy questions to answer to join the group. <laughs> Um, incredibly easy questions and people still don't get them. And we actually do decline if we don't get answers. Um, but um, it's just to vet them a little bit. But um, basically we wanted um, that page is completely public um, and you can, I think you can just auto join it or something like that. Instagram, we yeah. know that there's people only on Instagram. Um, not everyone's on Facebook. Um, some people aren't even on Instagram. Um, they they meet up at um, clubhouses and things. So we needed a, a, a um, another page that could uh, utilize that. A crucible. And, yeah, and then um, yeah, we've kind of built some workshops as, around that as well. I think Will wanted to say something there. Did you? Or uh, just to answer your initial question, our main goal at, at this stage. I don't think we've really actually thought that far, but our our main 
prime sort of uh, mission statement or whatever is, is community. So whatever okay. we're making, we want transparency and whatever we get, we put it back in. So Fantastic. So that's <clears throat> is, is it's, that's that's its purpose. We're just passionate about painting in the community and then whatever we get from this, we're putting it back in. So um, uh, whether it be um, probably we're looking at getting, we've already purchased some wet pallets for workshops and free paint days coming up. Fantastic. Things like, things like other little events or competitions or, you know what I mean? So that's the idea is to just put it back in. Um, we don't think we've really thought any further about grand scheme things yet. Uh, it's the first, <laughs> it's the first one. So yeah, uh, you've, you've wounded me here a little bit will because i'm 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 like all about vision i'm all about mission <laughs> statements like you can ask the other guys in the hmg podcast i'm like what's our vision what's our five-year plan what's our 10-year plan like i'm <laughs> that's the kind of person that i am but i think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like i said i'll just send you consultancy fees don't worry about it Excellent. um the that's actually really interesting i really like the approach that you guys are taking having yeah, mission statement, if you want to call it that, as simple as community. <laughs> um, you don't need more than that, right? Because that, that's, that's your north, it's your south, it's east, your west, it's your boundary. As long as you're doing something that, that f- promotes it, builds it, and, and shares the community. Um, yeah, that's, I think that sounds like what Iron Signet's all about. Uh, and the other thing that I really like is it's not just, you know, it, here's your annual painting competition, deal with it it's it's not just that it's like cool we'll do some workshops we'll do some painting days we'll give you more opportunities to meet all those people and we'll give you places to rub shoulders with with others that you can learn from improve your skill set and just just share your techniques yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully bring some international people over um like i said we we had um Ned maples maples lined up for a two-day display course uh painting course us well, this year, um, yep. and uh, I know the three of us and some other people were, were in that and really hanging out for that. And of course, COVID happened, so that all got cancelled. Yeah. So that would be a start. As soon as that comes back, we'll get Meg over, and then you know, if we can attract other people over to come and do workshops for things like that. So yeah, that's that's really exciting. I'm. I think that's. A lot of the stuff in WA is very like WA centric and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Uh, of course, because we all live here, the state's great. We're COVID free, all of those wonderful things. <laughs> but the the flip side of that is, of course, is uh, there's so much more talent outside of WA as well. And it's having a place that we can share, not just the WA skill with each other, but also the WA skill with the rest of Australia and vice versa. And, and hopefully internationally. Um, well, I, I don't know. I think I think Western Australia's got the best painters in the world, and I mean, if if anyone disagrees, they're more than welcome to fly over to the next Iron Signet and, and prove us wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that thinly veiled challenge. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a few golden tickets and a few envelopes getting stamped after this conversation. So, where? Um, how did you guys go about actually putting the event together? I've got a friend who, who is an events planner like that. That's, that's her profession. And, uh, and yeah, it doesn't not sound like easy work. 
Uh, and how did you guys go about like, you know, putting that together, getting in touch with all the people that you need to get in touch with and also figuring out all the people you needed to talk to? How does something like that happen? Um, so I think, well, initially, first off, right off the bat, we actually needed a location of where we're actually going to hold this thing. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, it's a bit difficult to have a physical painting competition without a physical location. Yeah. Um, so we talked to Danny from Northern Boards. Um, if, you know, if he, if he'd be available to allow us to use his entire store <laughs> for the day and how much that will kind of set us back. And after some um, stiff negotiation, we managed to use the store for the day uh, at the, at the low, low cost of nothing. Um, it was really great of Danny to do that. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And if anyone's looking for any of their tabletop gaming needs, Northern boards up at the Wannery markets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was great. Only fair, he gets a kickback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, nah, he was really great. Uh, he he was he helped out wherever he needed, um, uh, and he did also kind of say more or less like, "Cool, the store's yours. Do whatever you want with it. Just kind awesome. of put it back together how it was um, when you're done with it all." Um, and I think after that, it was more or less of um, setting up a structure of what we wanted to happen, where we kind of wanted to get the word spread out to. Um, and then we managed to kind of divide and conquer. Um, Will uh, took it upon himself or was given the task. I can't remember which one it was. Voluntary. Uh, yes, yes. Um, he was uh, um, in communication with the scale model guys. Um, and just because I've been kind of rummaging around a little bit more in the gaming side of 40k um i'm a little bit more familiar with the games workshop side of things so i managed to kind of reach out to them um uh, make sure everything was above board and that we could um kind of uh promote our event through their pages um and then at that stage it was like kind of one of those things of like sweet um what other gaming clubs or what other areas can we get our hands onto to actually um promote this event um and it it gets to the point where we have a reach however our reach isn't far enough to get to um people almost such as yourself um to get to the bolt action community or get to other communities that we don't have a foothold in um i mean it'd be fantastic if we could get a foothold into every single little community like i almost have for games workshop where i'm yeah. easily enough go hey you know um, can we do this? Are you guys fine with that? Uh, yes, no, maybe. And then kind of take it from there. Um, and yeah, then I think late, leading up closer and closer to the event, um, it was more of, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. We need to get this done. Um, so a small list started to grow a lot longer, really, really quickly. Um, and then it was just a matter of kind of ticking things off as we went along. Um, there were a couple of things that we didn't foresee that popped up. However, I think we covered them eventually, um, which we can talk about in a moment. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's more or less it. I'm not sure if I missed anything guys. Just add that, well, we, thankfully we, we work really well with the team. We complement each other in the different sort of angles and skill sets we have. Um, Leif is, our sort of master designer. So he's done a lot when it comes to designing the prizes, designing the posters, designing the logos, designing um, geez, a lot of things. So he's sort of a media man, like I said, <laughs> like I said before um, uh, 
the rest of us able to have been sort of been the main communications with a few of the people that needed to make the, the cogs work for the actual logistics of the day. And then um, and it was, yeah, it was just good communication between the three of us on almost pretty much a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It, it helped, I think, in the lead up because um, uh, sort of, we, we've been in a, like a little, a, even before the Womp Discord started, we were in our own little painting pod Discord and, and yep. pretty much chat most nights when we're hobbying anyway. So we, we started to, we can communicate well. So it's that part of it. We, we realised early on that the three of us have, have a good uh, click when it comes to just working. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, 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 in with that, we've been working with a team um, with marketing graphics. I've been working in a company that I've been basically autonomous, like the CEO, or we had a meeting, we'd have meetings and then I would go and do it all um, and then report back kind of thing. Um, so this is, I've got to say, actually probably my first time where I've actually had a proper team, um, team work and team where when I couldn't do something or I'd had enough, someone else could pick up the pieces and keep going with it. Um, and there's a prime example as I do the, I was, my, my kind of role was doing the marketing and the graphics, um, promotional products and printing um, and fixing up like um, the articles and things that the other oh, yeah. guys had wrote. I kind of just finished, fixed up the grammar and then gave it back. To them. <laughs> but um um, one of the prime examples is I do all the sign, uh, the graphics and then I was doing um, the certificates for the show and Dan was able to do all the signage for the actual day awesome. and he did a great job and it looked wicked and it is basically exactly what I would have done um, and then he put his own flair of there was a Judge Dread hat um, <laughs> helmet on the judge's um, events card thing that they wore around their neck. Um, and that was just so cool to see that, you know, someone else can put their own flair with, with the design and the work that I'd done and we could work together. And then with Will, Will was kind of the articles and rules and treasurer um, and also kind of managed the sponsorship a little bit more. Um, but again, like for instance, I was able to, Will was busy at work one day and I was able to organize the payments for a workshop a particular person and fill it all in on our little spreadsheet that we had and things. And, and it was so cool to be able to help each other out um, when, when it was needed. Um, mm. And, and that's, that really excited me was the teamwork of, of running the event. Um, and yeah, we were, we were stressed and, and each of us got grumpy, um, but we were able to kind of step back and, and voice our opinions and, and continue forward after that anyway. So, so yeah. That, that's a good point actually back on the, having the signet as a separate, uh, is it set up as a business or an organization page? I'm not sure, but uh, that's great because when people message, <laughs> that, that comes through to all three of us and whichever one of us can reply, just replies as the signet. So that was actually, it's quite a handy tool that we can, whoever gets to it first available between the three of us so we can reply relatively quickly. So it's good. Yeah, present that brand face. Uh, a lot of, uh, I'm hearing a lot of sort of similarities in what you guys do and, and what we try to do at the HMG podcast where we're much the same. We try to lean on each other's skill sets and capabilities and, and you know, 
just like any team that works together will have disagreements, but we all know that it's it's not personal, right? And then at some point you just go, cool, all right, we'll we'll just figure it out. We'll make a decision and, and we'll move forward. And I think that's that's really important is is when you've got that vision, you guys are all so clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve. It doesn't devolve into that's not my job, that's your job. It it was it was always is this needs to get done if you can't do it today not a problem one of us will do it because it's it's about seeing the event or the organization through to its conclusion and not um you know is is somebody uh fitting their bill and doing the things that they need to do so did you you guys talked a fair bit about the marketing and the signage did you have a uh, quote-unquote strategy for getting into all of the groups and and how often you were going to post on facebook and sort of building that steam was there sort of a conscious effort behind that or was that just like talk to as many people as possible and post as often as we can i think it was a, a shotgun approach where we're just going to shoot loud fast and see what hits <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I, I took it upon myself to um, pr- try and promote the event uh, through the Games Workshop community pages. Um, I didn't want to overbear them, so I think we only did maybe two or three um, posts or two or three reminders okay. um, leading up to the event. Um, and other, it was literally like in this day and age of digital media and marketing, it was literally printing out posters and going out to different clubs and sticking them up um so yes it still works um yeah absolutely but yeah it was it was literally almost it was, and at some occasions it felt like we were grabbing people by the shirt going oh hey you know you should enter this competition <laughs> um like Leif mentioned earlier on how people some how some people aren't on facebook um will and Leif used their instagram connections going hey you know check out this check out this event you know it's, it'd be great to meet up um, and I think also it kind of touches back on rubbing shoulders with people, um, in the community. Some people you never see because you just never yeah. see them because they're own painting. Um, so it was also really nice to get some of these people out and actually put a name to a face and yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of how he went in terms of pushing the event, but I'm hoping, well, I think we're all hoping that it's going to be a lot bigger next year. Yeah, we it was definitely ad hoc with the posting on Facebook and things. When we got to the end, we actually had a schedule of posts and yeah. what we're going to do, but um, it was a bit ad hoc. Um, uh, Will's partner is an events planner as well, so we're able to um, lean on her. Um, go go for it, Will. Did you want to say uh, something? Well, I was just going to say... Uh, <laughs> Sort of did, did help very much at the start, then sort of uh, helped at the, at the final, just in the final stretch. I was like, oh, I really should have uh, discussed this with you earlier. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually think we didn't do a very, like that's glass uh, half full here, but I actually think we didn't do the best job with, with just digital marketing. Yeah. And that's because we don't know, we don't know half these little, all of these little niche hobbies, so many of them, they've all got their own little groups and their Facebook groups and things like that. We just don't, we don't know them. Otherwise we would have been up like, yeah. like the ones we did know, we reached out to the admin and said, could we post or would you post this for us? And some said, yeah, go for it. That's cool. Others actually did, but then never did or didn't allow us to. <laughs> Still, we did the best we could and I think we got to the scale a bit late. Um, yeah. The, the one contact I had when I got in touch with him um, 
and he posted on the uh, message was next and a few things he didn't quite get responses and then the answer we did get was you should go to Miranda and there's this place in this park and it's like a end shed and it's basically open all the time and it's a bunch of different clubs just go there and hobby. Fantastic. And so Dan and I walked in there and we're just like <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and stuff but we probably left that too late. Um, yeah. We could have got in there earlier, started to build up that relationships, meet some of the people. Um, so it's something to learn for next time. But the, the trick is getting to those, just knowing knowing what's out there, knowing the different. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I just met a friend who's um, he's a good mate of mine. He plays Infinity, and I didn't realize he's the admin for Infinity, and he's got <laughs> two hundred and eighty members in his Facebook group. Yeah, and I could have easily leaned on him and said, "Hey, mate, yeah. you guys paint. Why don't you join us?" You know, <laughs> no, and I missed that. the whole section there. But that's next yeah. time we'll do that. We, we just um, we really have been that the bubble for three years. Really, Rafe <clears throat> um, uh, and I have sort of been in a very small play group of one game bubble. Um, so we, it's, we're all starting. We're just starting to, to learn about it already, basically, really. And it's a really challenging thing to break out of your little hobby bubble, um, especially if if you've got like a really good regular game. If you're talking something like a D&D campaign that's going on for years or you've got a regular D&D group, as you guys have said, you've got your regular Necromunda game that's working really well. It's really difficult for you to go, no, hang on, rather than going to this experience that's known with people I know that I know is going to be a good time. I'm instead going to take the risk and, and go to this club and try this and try this and try something like that. That's, that's a really challenging thing for a lot of people to do. And it's something that I've only done in about the last 18 months. Prior to that, I was in a very small 40 K bubble of about three or four of my friends, plus a couple other ones as they dip their toes in and out. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like it was a fantastic time to do all of that, but you're playing the same armies against the same people in the same missions at whatever schedules line up. And then I said, well, hang on, I really want to try something different. I want to just go out and get involved in the community. And then I went down to Rockingham Historical Gamers, played some bolt action, realized it's the best tabletop game ever made. Uh, and, and now I can't stop playing it. And, you know, I've, the, I've obviously got this podcast that I'm on and, and the things that are, that's really incredible to me is also the amount of feedback we're getting from the community. Like, you know, the first bolt action tournament I went to as a player, I had people coming up and talking to me that I didn't know their names of, and they're telling me about the stuff that they heard on the podcast. And and having that sense of community come back to to us was was and is extremely rewarding. But the the challenge is how do you break into those communities if you don't know that they exist in the first place? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Now, I think a, a little shout out as well to um, Obsec who gave us a spot on their website um, for an article. Fantastic. Um, just leading up to the event and then obviously having us on their podcast as well, um, post-event um, yeah. and things things that we might change and looking towards the future and whatnot. Um, they've definitely been a great help um, to try and get the word out. And yeah, I think we almost don't need to sit down and just write a big long list of of what are the community groups in Perth and spending a month with Who's the to... contact? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like the, uh, 
a key figure that's that wants to work with us essentially yeah. find yeah. that one of the communities I think we've I think we found a bolt action one. Um. <laughs> I don't know where you found it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's do it. I'm I'm keen. I'm I'm hook line and sinker for I and C. If do you know if there are any um, like bust painters in in Perth? I've seen. I, it's a recent like niche I've stumbled in on Instagram, and I'm like, you know, these guys are. I thought I was an okay painter compared to the like miniature painters. And then I saw a couple of these busts and I'm like, that's not a, that's not a painting. <laughs> there was a few. Okay. Um, we, sadly, we haven't seen any really share on Womp yet. Um, okay. But there is definitely some out there. There's actually a Australia... What's the Australian mini painters or what? Oz painters. Oz painters, yeah. Which is just full of larger scale and bus. And it, it, there's some crazy stuff out there. So we, we definitely want to, to bring some of that in. Um, um, yeah, we, we want to entice some of that and, and get some more people people doing that. Um, we'll sure. be trying them. We'll be trying them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I... I, I Myself tried to, to do my first bigger scale miniature for the signet, knowing that this was yeah. a competition. There isn't that many in Perth uh, where you can enter something that's yeah. it's not, not a Games Workshop mini. So I saved Games Workshop minis for their one, and I tried to enter something different for this one. Um, so, yeah, we would we definitely would like to, to, if there is people out there that are doing that, or oh, I would love them to, to come and, and, and bring, that, bring that to the table. Sure. Yeah, I think... Uh, fantastic. Let's let's try find these people because yeah, the, I think seeing more of everything would be would be ideal. Um, did you guys sort of make an effort to uh, try to find the gaming clubs that are that are sort of exist around Perth? Because I know Dan, you've got some contacts in some of the GW stores, and you just said you've you've pressed some of the GW communities. But there's a few. Uh, there's probably about a half dozen not store associated gaming groups that play like dozens of different systems that have loads of different um, good quality painters in there. Did you, uh, did you sort of know that they existed? Did you try to reach out to any of them? Did you have any luck there? Um, I don't think we reached out to as many as right now thinking we should have. Okay. Um, it is definitely Maybe one of the things. Hindsight. Oh, exactly. Um, it definitely is one of those things that um, moving into the next one, we will be kind of looking into a little bit more. Um, I think also when we did announce the Iron Signet, because we gave it a date, we gave ourselves a very hard timeline. Um, yeah. I don't think we were quite, or I wasn't quite prepared of how hard that timeline actually was yeah. um, and kind of the spruiking that we needed to do to get this uh, event recognized by a whole bunch of other people um but it's something that will definitely be taken into consideration for next year um mm. and yeah sorry Dad. no that's right just in the very early days when we were trying to uh, we don't know of too many so we okay more, but the i won't name names but in the, there was a few at the start where um we didn't get the response that we could post okay. in it page or and or for certain stores we um they weren't as happy to advertise our posters um due to i guess conflict of interest i believe yeah. 
because it was at a competitive store. Yeah. So ideally, we're hoping to be at a neutral location, but yeah. um, COVID and things that have happened, Danny was actually really helpful. In, in Absolutely, yeah. He was literally like, you could use my store. <laughs> um, we did get a little, that uh, definitely for me, because I was initially trying to get out some of those communities, that was um, a little bit of a knockback because yeah. I, I thought people would be pretty keen to just, you know, a, a, a exhibit, yeah. competition, like it wasn't associated with a. But um, so yeah, so I guess that would be the next challenge is trying to, hopefully, people, you know, we can find those other clubs. Um, yeah. So if yeah. you know how, <laughs> well, if you know of more, please. Yeah, we've we've got a. We've, we've shouted a few of them out on the podcast before. I'll rattle off the ones at the top of my head. Um, Start typing. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can figure out later. There's there's yeah. a dozen. I'll forget. Don't worry. <clears throat> so you've got the um, you've got Outpost sixty thirty, which is sort of the big one in the center that most people know about. Um, so you'll get a lot of Infinity Bolt Action and forty K players through there. Uh, I know you've got Crags, which is near Rockingham Way. You've got PMMG, which is the Perth miniatures there's another m that i forget the acronym for uh gamers uh they're located at the, the ryan donau society so those guys also do a lot of other stuff there's a napoleonics wargaming society there's rockingham historical gamers of course uh where i do most of my gaming so that's just some of the ones off the top of my head and i know that there's there's many more i know there's a there's actually a pretty dedicated group down in albany as well um Shout out to those yes. guys. Those guys drive up to our bolt action events, and I think they've got a pretty decent um, Games Workshop Warhammer uh, group down there as well. And there's yeah. a gaming store in Bunbury that I've completely forgotten the name of, unfortunately, but they also have a very dedicated group. Um, it's not mm. Beyond Hobbies, is it? I, that's the one. Yep, that's the one. There we go. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't seem like most of those were news to you, and, and we can sort of chat afterwards and find out what the other ones are. But... Yeah. Yeah, we've we've actually had similar challenges with uh, advertising, just trying to grow the Rockingham Historical Gamers player base. Um, you know, because we are we operate out of Good Games Rockingham, um, which is fantastic of them to be able to support the club and do that there. Uh, is the you know when we talk about putting up some posters in some places, you know, they're like, oh, you're advertising another another gaming store. I can't yeah. I can't actually agree to that. Um, mm. So it, we've obviously the scale is quite different, but we've, we've had some similar challenges trying to grow, grow our club and our player base. But when it comes to the actual event, what did you guys think? Did it, did it work? What didn't work? Uh, how did the day go? Um, I think, I think maybe the first 15 to 20 minutes was a bit chaotic. Um, <laughs> and after that, I feel like we found out, uh, we found a pace, we found a system. Um, there are definitely a few things that worked and a few things that didn't work. Uh, one of the things that we'd like to improve on is taking the photos of the miniatures as they're entered. Okay. Um, so toward, I'm not sure when you entered, however, towards the second half or more, more so the second half, it got to the point where um, I was collecting uh, the monies, giving out a form, telling people where to go. Leif was entering everything digitally and Will was running around making sure people got placed on the correct places that they needed to be. Um, I think we've 
talked about this briefly, but I think the plan moving forward is going to be basically identical. However, between the entry table and the judging table, there's going to be a, a photograph table where the person's going to place their model, photograph will be taken, and then after the photograph's been taken, it will be then moved over to the judging table. Um, it just then prevents us having to run around with um, two phones, two or three phones, uh, shining light, and then I think we got them all. We, yeah, yeah, you guys got them all definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's just another thing that we'll we won't have to worry about because it's being done as the entries are coming through. Um, Pre-registration probably as well. Yes, I think okay. so. As well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and other than that, it was perfect. Nothing else went wrong. Just <laughs> like <laughs> I think a neutral ground would help, um, definitely, um, just for the advertising type thing. Um, the venue we went to was excellent and amazing. Um, Northern Boards so supportive, um, and allowed us to do basically whatever we wanted there. Yeah. Um, but a venue that's a hall or something with lots of lighting, lots of good lighting. Um, that's another thing that we'd like to do better. Um, yeah, that, that, that was some of the things, uh, more time. Yeah. A little bit more time as well. One day we didn't realize how much we jam packed into one day. Yeah. It would have been nice to, um, I remember Dan after all the rush was saying, I didn't get enough time to talk to people. Yeah, I got a little bit of time to talk to people as I was putting the entries and stuff down, but that yeah. was how I felt as well. I was being like, oh, we've got more time to actually chat and to meet people. Yeah. yeah. I, think, oh, uh, no, I was just going to cut you off real quick. Um, <laughs> I think uh, one of the highlights of the day, um, other than having all the beautiful miniatures out there, was at the end of the day when Leif, Will, and myself, we could sit down with the judges and anyone, and anyone else who hung around later and we could literally just chill for a minute and chat um, and get some feedback on our models and just kind of have a laugh. Um, and yeah, like if it's, it's a little bit difficult because some of the criticism that we did get, it was, oh, you know, three hours is such a long time to wait between um, dropping off your miniature and until the announcements are made. And I, I completely understand that three hours is a very long time to wait around. It's almost a Lord of the Rings movie. Um, <laughs> Um, but at the same time, I feel like if we extended that a little bit more and had something to fill it, like a little bit more of a, a structured, um, socializing event, um, then I think that would kind of tick off a few of the boxes that we're missing as well. Speed painting instead of speed painting. Yes, I did, I did hear that <laughs> speed painting. We have one particular model. Um, and that you get two hours to paint it in or something and then they all get judged at the end or something. That would be pretty fun <laughs> to do. Um, yeah, I think if we had a, a two-day event or a little, maybe, probably, I don't know about three, but um, the judges didn't get enough time to judge. I think they needed, a, I think they needed another hour. Um, and next, I think next time we'd, 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 everyone would enter on the, on the day and then that night maybe they would judge or it would be closed off and would open the next day at 11 o'clock because they've just been there since 8am looking at all the models with no one around to hassle them. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah, giving the judges a bit more time would be good too. Fantastic. 
I think for considering that it was the first time putting an event together, you got what almost a hundred entrants, and that your your main complaints were it was too short and we didn't have enough time to talk to everybody. <laughs> I think that's a that's a pretty stellar outcome. I know, uh, say for example, I. I talked Will's era for about 20 minutes when I first got there, just probably like sweating off some first time competition jitters. Um, and he, he was, he was my verbal punching bag for those 20 minutes. And yeah, I think, yeah, I was talking to him for about, for about 15 minutes. And then he was like, Oh yeah, you know, I've got this Instagram thing and I did Nekamada train. I'm like, are you telling me that I've just been talking to some dude I've been following for like six months <laughs> on Instagram. And so I think it's, there's probably a lot more of those connections around in, in Perth that a lot of people don't realize that the people that they're, that they're following on Instagram, the people that they see posting on Facebook are the people who go to these events. Uh, they are the people that they can actually get a chance to meet. Uh, yeah. And I think that, that was, uh, it was really cool to just have all of that come together. And so what are your plans for next year then? If, if you can spill any beans. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we can spill some beans. Um, uh, I think it's pretty clear that we definitely want to run it again. Um, Good. Uh, we're obviously definitely going to ad- uh, advertise a little bit more in some of the more niche areas. Um, I don't know. I-, I would like to get a speed painting competition <laughs> put into it as well. Um but other than that, I don't think we have anything quite sol- uh, solidified in in the ground just yet. Um, I think, or well, I'm not sure about these two guys, but I definitely want to have a kind of a face-to-face meeting at the beginning of next year and kind of just sit down and iron out all the kinks that we've found um, and then just kind of refocus our vision of what we'd want the next Iron Signet to look like and how we'd want it to run. Um, and then yet again, start with a very small list of things to do and, uh, see that list expand over, over the course of a few months. <laughs> um, but other than that, the only other beans that I think we can spill is we're probably looking at roughly the same time next year. Okay. I That's think September, October. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give some space for other competitions, um, between each, each of these competitions that do, that are around. Yeah. Um, so that you can paint your models for ours or, or someone else's and yeah. Yeah. Um, um, spilling beans wise though, we do have, um, we do have a workshop, which we've just released on West Oz. Oh no, on Iron Signet and posted to West Oz, um, for true metallic metals. Um, we also have a, another workshop coming up. Um, can I reveal that guys? Yeah, go on. Okay, we've got um, another one. And this is, this is probably where the bonus of running like a competition um, has come into it. Yes. We, um, we basically got a lot of feedback from the community and it was really positive and it was great. Awesome. Um, but it also cemented um, the Iron Signa and West Oz into the community and getting some sort of respect. Yeah. Um, and we've actually been reached out by one of the, a gentleman to run a workshop for us. Um, basically community. So people of the community to run, run events and he's going to run one on the eyes. Um, so we've basically got like a beholder model coming, (laughs) um, and he's going to teach people how to do different types of eyes. Um, he's going to test on us first. So we'll always test, um, the community to make sure that we, um, 
love the quality because we want quality. Um, and then, um, yeah, that will be probably released um, uh, in December. Um, and then we've also been just talking about, especially because on West Oz, um, someone was asking about airbrushes and it comes up quite often. Um, I think we'll probably do an airbrush workshop just for fun. Probably uh -huh. no money involved like early Jan at one of the, one of the, um, one of the places and everyone can just try out their airbrushes and, you know, chat about them and, you know, run some sort of thing about that. Yeah. Troubleshooting because people get blocked nozzles and all this other stuff. But, um, so those are the couple of, couple of little things that would like to be running very soon. Um, but yeah, we do want to run another competition. Definitely. Fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I would say um, hopefully more than one day, I would think would be, I think we're trying to aim for two days, potentially work it in with a workshop if we're able to get Meg over at the same time um, for her two-day workshop. So run it over a long weekend or something like that. Um, and um, just, yeah, just... Um, some of the little things like Dan mentioned at the start, like we're a bit unorganized, we have a bit more of a structure in, in how we're going to actually run the logistics of the event. And um, oh, we yeah. got the, we got the born to forge. Oh yeah, that's right. We're going to just figure out the going forward. What, what's, what the categories still look like, um, yep. and how to <clears throat> we'll make sure that people feel like they're in the right category for where their skill level is at. So we're yeah. just going to look at that. We're also going to look at the judging a little bit. We don't want to stick with just, uh, we want to mix judges up through the events. And we want to yeah. have, we want the judges to enter. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise they never get to enter. So yeah. we change judges and we want to, potentially have a framework there where we might be able to get a, a very faceted team of judges. So, um, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. cover everything and then a system that they can sort of combine together to judge. We didn't have that framework for them. Yeah. Um, and we were hoping for more scale models. So initially yeah. it was like, well, you we scale guys, you scale guys, and the mini guys are the mini guys, and we're obviously more weighted to miniatures on the day. Yeah. So I'd like to finesse that by having having a bit more support for them and having mm. a, a different facet team with a different skill set team to sort of come together. Um, but that's all stuff we can, like Dan said, we want to sit down. Yeah, we'd... I, I told Dan was uh, quite eager to be like, all right, next year. And I'm like, <laughs> let's take, let's take a, a little bit of time first and, you know, um, <laughs> we, can, we can have a bit of time off to to relax after all of that and then and get, get some hobbies and painting. Yeah. Done. Just do some of our own painting and, and things like that to just relax and, uh, and go to the workshops. And um, we, we definitely want to be at those workshops anyway, just there to free paint as well. So the idea is that um, uh, this first one, we uh, have access now to uh, Miranda, um, the, uh, whatever it's called. So, yeah. Meet with Stuart Chapel uh, from Scale Modelers Facebook group, and he, um, essentially we can sort of hire out their their awesome awesome venue. It's so cool if you've never been there. It's worth looking into. It's just this massive shed full of full of tables with 
desks ready to go with individual lights. Wow. Surrounded by glass cabinets and amazing scale models. Um, there's even a limited little stock there that you can buy from. And apparently they've even got an airbrushing room. I haven't seen that yet. But, um, and they've even got uh, a couch and they've got like reference books. And so um, we're going to use that, that space for this next workshop. Um, got my bucket list now. Give it a, give it a test. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably be there on the day as well, just doing some hobby for that. Uh, I think we've got it for four hours. So, oh, fantastic. Um, we've got three to seven. So, obviously, another club's using it in the morning and then uh, we're allowed to, to hire it for that afternoon. So, for what? So, or for Signet, so yeah. whatever, our, our community. Fantastic. I think, I think also really quickly to touch back on the Signet, um, one thing we did quite well um, is I think we did painter's choice. Sorry. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> we did, we did, um, we did painter's choice, not people's choice. Um, oh, yeah. a slight difference being that um, it's basically like people's choice, but only if you had also entered in the competition, you were then able to vote. Um, and that was just to prevent people getting, their family and their extended family to come down for the one day and just vote for them or getting all their friends to rock up and, you know, just chuck a vote in for them. So I think that kind of um, evened out the playing field for that award a little bit more um, just because as painters, we can see what's a little bit more difficult, what's not a little bit more difficult and things like that. Uh, that actually came to be very close towards the end. Um, and I think one thing that was an oversight leading up to the event, but we managed to nip it in the bud, I think, um, is the Born to Forge Award. Um, and that was for anyone who entered in the category in which they hadn't won a gold yet, but their standard was high enough to push them up into the next category. Um, right, okay. So, yeah, we managed to come up, Leif managed to come up with another award called the Born to Forge, um, where you were quite literally... Born. Uh, you can't see it. Oh, there. Oh. We'll we'll put it no, up. You can't see it. We'll put it up. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be mailed to them, to the people yeah. that, that won that. And so that was basically like you know they had entered in Iron Born never won a painting competition before, and the judges went, "Your standard is much higher than that. We're yep. actually going to put you in this category." Yeah, and, and then oh, I was going to yeah. say, and then they may not have won award, or they might. Yeah, and okay. It's like ah. Oh. You know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. But, but as you as you've just sort of pointed out, is yeah, you're you're now being judged at a different playing field. Uh, but that award is sort of recognizing that it's like, well, actually, you know, without having competed before, you're still at that standard, and yeah. it's recognizing that transition and and the, the earning that place. I think that's a that's a really good idea, and I yeah, I, I absolutely would not have thought about it beforehand. So, it's, yeah. It, it was being mailed out now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely one of those um, last minute things of I think either the night before or the day before we're like, oh, what what if this happens? Like, oh, that, that probably won't happen, right? It's like, no, no, but what if it does? So, oh, shit. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens on the day and we'll just go from there. And then, you know, uh, yeah. obviously it happened. So um, we needed to cross that bridge. But I think, I think we came up with a, a good solution to it all. Yeah. 
And it's one of those things that's difficult, right? Because, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you went, no, hang on, like our bad, we've overlooked yeah. something. And then not just admitting that, but also going, let's, let's make it right. Uh, I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a tough decision, but it's the right one. Um, yeah, I, I think that rounds us out for the evening, unless you guys have something else you want to bring up. Is there, uh, how do we keep in touch with Iron Signa? How do we keep in touch with you guys? How do we know what's, what's happening? Um, so following Iron Signet on Facebook, um, Will's got some stuff to talk about as well. I think maybe possibly. Uh, what was that? Oh no, I thought I thought you said. Wait, hold on a second. Oh no, 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 it's all good. Um, and then uh, if you're in Perth or you want to join in on the West Oz Miniature Painting Group, um, find us on Facebook and please, please please answer the three very easy questions. Um, uh, so easy. Yep. Because, <laughs> because if you don't, your application will get declined. Um, and the, that's, yeah, that's I think off the, Oz with OZ? West yes. OZ? Yeah, West yeah. Oz. Yeah. yeah. I think f just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure the questions are, have you read the group, uh, the rules to the group? What is your favorite paint manufacturer and what is your favorite, I think, miniature paint manufacturer? Brand. Yeah. Paint brand. Yeah. Paint brand. Um, it has worked actually because we have had, a, like, I looked at one the other day and I, because we do check kind of, just look at the profile. Um, and this one had a US address on it. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. That's why you hadn't even answered the questions. So I'm like, decline. <laughs> <laughs> but no, generally they'll sit there and we like, we umming and ahhing and, and, and looking in. I, I think um, the questions might get bypassed when uh, a friend invites a friend into the group. Um, so then I have to kind of look at that and go, or oh, do we just let, let them get through anyway or what? But um, yeah, generally just ask the questions and then it's basically an auto, auto accept. Um, and then um, we like to announce uh, every 50th, as it grows every 50, we like, welcome to the new 50 people. Um, love you to post. Um, don't be quiet. Show us what you're up to. Just yeah. show us what you're doing. We love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, we try and oh, I'm, I don't think we've yet failed one, but almost every Friday we have a Friday weekend work in progress. Um, and that's kind of just a, a jab to the people's like, hey, you haven't posted stuff, post some stuff. And see what you're <laughs> post it on. here. They, you, <laughs> yeah. don't have to do a, you don't have to do your own post, post it here if you want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean like quite literally West Oz Miniature Painters, it's a place where you shouldn't have to, stay in your shell. If you feel like you want to post something, just go ahead and post it. We love seeing your stuff. Like don't, don't feel like you have to wait for the weekend whip. If it's Tuesday and you're working on something and like you, you nailed that one eye. We want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not take a photo of the second one pointed the other direction. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's that's um, usually been my experience you know somebody's like oh how did you get like both eyes looking in the same direction it's like well you see i actually painted <laughs> one eye once and the other one 24 times <laughs> so one in 25 yeah you're gonna get a pair <laughs> that's right um i mean i think there's a i'm pretty sure there's a tutorial coming up that might be able to help you out with that one. Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, fantastic yeah well, i think that's that's all i can think of um what about will and life um yeah if you don't want to be passed 
West Oz is obviously for West Australians. Um, we do have some people from over East um, in there and that's fine. Um, but uh, the Iron Signet is another one for knowing about a competition and also probably the workshops as well. Um, also, it's open to the public so you, you can see what's going on. Um, Facebook doesn't really have a great calendar system yet to add other people's events from other places. But um, yeah, hopefully you can use the Iron Signet as well, basically. Um, and you can find that on Facebook. Finally, was there anybody particularly you wanted to give a shout out to? Um, yeah, so really quickly, we've just got a few people we want to mention. Um, firstly, the miniature judges, uh, Ghislaine Patel and Dean Lecoq helped out a lot on the day. Um, Will's got the names of the scale modelers. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely like to big shout out for uh, three of the scale model guys that came down and jumped on today. Steve Loach, Dave Salossi, uh, Stuart Evans, um, and also Stuart Chapel, uh, who's head of the Scale Model Club of Western Australia, who helped um, get it out there a little bit as well. Oh, and also um, we really want to uh, thank the sponsors as well. Something that we need to work on as well, um, but Redgrass Games, uh, Hero Forge and OTP Terrain. They did a really, really good little job or good job to um, back us um, when we were running this com competition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, also want to give a quick shout out to um, some of the boys that helped us run the event and um, help help out leading up to the event. Um, James Flane and Mike Vanard uh, both helped out leading up to it and then on the day running the tutorials as well. Um, as well as any of the other West Oz miniature painters that were there helping out on the day. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say thank you to our spouses as well, just for dealing with us and the stress that kind of built up leading up to the day. Um, and yeah, definitely anyone, anyone who stayed back helped out handing, uh, helped up packing up, things like that. Um, and then really quickly, uh, a quick shout out to HMG podcast and YouTube to having us, um, Scorch and Gorchin to having us on. <laughs> um, a name that will, uh, not die anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I can very much thank my year 10 SE teacher for that one. <laughs> so, look, thanks, thanks to you guys for coming onto the show. Uh, it's been really great to have you guys and get to know you. And, and thank you to our viewers as well for checking out another episode. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you like the content, make sure to like and share the video and subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook. For our podcast audience, you can find HMG Podcasts on all your major distribution platforms and on Facebook. See you next time.